Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you here on Bible 365 with me, Hugh Hattrick. I hope that you are very well and have had a good night's sleep. It's all very important in these times when stress can build up. So I hope you're having a good day and that everything is going well for you. And may God bless you as we read the word today. And it's day, would you believe it, day 19 already, up to day 19. And we are going to be doing Genesis chapter 44 and 45 and Matthew chapter 14 in the New Testament, uh, verses 1 to 21. So it's day 19 already, which is really, is really quite something, isn't it? Um, it's amazing how it is going through the word. I certainly hope you've been inspired. Um, I had a really nice chat with a good friend of mine last night who's been listening to the podcast version, and it's been really good to get feedback. So remember to subscribe to this channel on YouTube and also on to Anchor with the smartphone app and you'll never miss an episode. So are you ready? Have you got a cup of tea with you or a nice drink where you can shut your eyes and just get ready to listen as we go through the word of God in the New International Version. Let's get started with Genesis chapter 44. And for some unknown reason, I'd actually brought up the wrong version. So I'll make sure that we're on the right one. Genesis chapter 44, and then we'll go on to 45. Now Joseph gave these instructions to the steward of his house. Fill the men's sacks with as much food as they can carry and put each man's silver in the mouth of his sack. Then put my cup, the silver one, in the mouth of the youngest one's sack, along with the silver for his grain, and he did as Joseph said. As morning dawned, the men were sent on their way with the donkeys. They had not gone far from the city when Joseph said to his steward, go after those men at once. And when you catch up with them, say to them, why have you repaid good with evil? Isn't this the cup my master drinks from and also uses for divination? This is a wicked thing you have done. When he caught up with them, he repeated these words to them. But they said to him, why does my Lord say such things? Far be it from your servants to do anything like that. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we found inside the mouths of our sacks. So why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If any of your servants is found to have it, he will die, and the rest of us will become my Lord's slaves. Very well then, he said, let it be as you say. Whoever is found to have it will become my slave. The rest of you will be free from blame. Each of them quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. Then the steward proceeded to search beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. At this, they tore their clothes. Then they all loaded their donkeys and returned to the city. Joseph was still in the house when Judah and his brothers came in, and they threw themselves to the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What is this you have done? Don't you know that a man like me can find things out by divination? What can we say to my Lord? Judah replied. What can we say? How can we prove our innocence? God has uncovered your servant's guilt. We are now my Lord's slaves. We ourselves are, and the one who was found to have the cup. But Joseph said, far be it from me to do such a thing. Only the man who was found to have the cup will become my slave. The rest of you go back to your father in peace. Then Judah went up to him and said, pardon your servant, my Lord. Let me speak a word to my Lord. Do not be angry with your servant though you are equal to Pharaoh himself. 
And we answered, we have an aged father. There is a young son born to him in his old age. His brother is dead and he is the only one of his mother's sons left and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, bring him down to me so I can see him for myself. And we said to my Lord, the boy cannot leave his father. If he leaves him, his father will die. But you told your servants, unless your youngest brother comes down with you, he will not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him what my Lord had said. Then our father said, go back and buy a little more food. But we said, we cannot go down. Only if our youngest brother is with us, will we go. We cannot see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, you know that my wife bore me two sons. One of them went away from me and I said, he has surely been torn to pieces and I have not seen him since. If you take this one from me too and harm comes to him, he will bring me grey head down to the grave in misery. So now if the boy is not with us, when I go back to your servant, my father, and if my father, whose life is closely bound up with the boy's life, sees that the boy isn't there, he will die. Your servants will bring the grey head of our father down to the grave in sorrow. Your servant guaranteed the boy's safety to my father, I said. If I do not bring him back to you, I will bear the blame before you, my father, all my life. Now then, please let your servant remain here as my Lord's slave in place of the boy and let the boy return with his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? No, do not let me see the misery that would come on my father. Genesis chapter 45. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out, Have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. So then it was not it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me and don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You, your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds, and all you have. I will provide for you there because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. You can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that it is really I who am speaking to you. Tell my father about all the honour accorded me in Egypt and everything about you have seen, and bring my father down here quickly. Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept, and Benjamin embraced him weeping. And he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterward, his brothers talked with him. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and all of his officials were pleased. 
Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, do this, load your animals and return to the land of Canaan and bring your father and your families back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you can enjoy the fat of the land. You are also directed to tell them, do this, take some carts from Egypt for your children and your wives and get your father and come. Never mind about your belongings because the best of all Egypt will be yours. So the sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them carts as Pharaoh had commanded, and he also gave them provisions for their journey. To each of them he gave new clothing, but to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and five sets of clothes. And this is what he sent to his father, 10 donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt, and 10 female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other provisions for his journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they were leaving, he said to them, don't quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They told him, Joseph is still alive. In fact, he is the ruler of all Egypt. Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. But when they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts Joseph had said to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, I'm convinced my son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. And now we'll go into the New Testament, into Matthew, and it's chapter 14, verses 1 to 21. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the reports about Jesus, and he said to his attendants, This is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead. That is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Now Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. For John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered John a prophet. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for the guests and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. And Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves, and then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. And there we are. Well, 
we have the story of Jacob and Joseph and his brothers. And then, of course, we have Jesus feeding the 5,000. So really pretty huge stories and incredible parts of the word of God that we've been reading through today. I hope you feel inspired. So let's have a short prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for these incredible stories in your word of how you blessed your people and did incredible things through your son, Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, that we would walk firmly in your ways and in your will and help us to do what is right and to have real faith that moves mountains. In your almighty name of Jesus. Amen. And now we'll do the sinner's prayer. If you have come along this journey and you feel it's time, the right time to give your heart to the Lord, and there's always no better time than now to give your heart to the Lord Jesus, then please feel free to join in with me either silently or you can repeat the words after me in the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I've done many things wrong. Lord, I repent of my sin. And Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of my sin. Lord, I forgive anyone else who has sinned against me. And Lord, I put my trust in you, Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Alpha and the Omega. And Lord, I put everything that I am into your hands. In your almighty name of Jesus, amen. And there we are. That is the sinner's prayer and that is the show for today. But thank you very much for joining with me. It's getting exciting, isn't it, as we get through the word and hear because, you know, a lot of people have heard, you know, clips from the Bible. There's lots of verses that we might remember here and there. But then to get it in context and to hear the whole word around it um, can really give you a, a new meaning um, and can make you think about things in the word that you haven't thought of before. It's always new and always inspiring. So thank you very much for joining with me today. And I'll be back again tomorrow with it will be day 20 um, of Bible 365 with you, Hattrick. Have a great day and may God bless you. Bye just now.